Welcome back to Lovesick Stories. I'm your host, Lilu, and I invite you to join me as we explore the complex web of relationships that grace the silver screen. Today we travel to a kitchen in Chicago and follow a family, the Brazado family, in the hit 2022 show, The Bear. The show follows Jeremy Allen White as Carmen Berzado as he wrestles with the tasks of opening a restaurant after his brother's death. We will be focusing on the highest rated episode, Fishes, following a very chaotic family Christmas dinner. Today I'm joined by Hayden Lacey, a fellow fan of the show. We will be discussing the family dynamics of the Brazado family in the episode Fishes, and Hayden will briefly de- dive into their personality types. Okay, so Hayden, what are your thoughts on the Brazado family dinner? Honestly, for being the top-rated episode of the series, honestly, it's deserved. The writing in it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the dinner scene was very, very intense, uh, especially without the music and showing that the ambience was there at times. Uh, it just basically showed what an intense family Christmas is like, which is very relatable for a lot of people. And you had a bit to say about uh, the actors that got involved in this episode. So yeah, when it came to the actors, I was honestly surprised about the guests that they had in this episode. Like, you have Jamie Lee Curtis playing Donna, who's Carmi's mother. Um, You got Bob Odenkirk as Uncle Lee. Bob Odenkirk is a very popular actor in Breaking Bad. Um, And then also, like, Sarah Paulson is in it as well. So you have, oh, John Mulaney. We also have John Mulaney in it. So, you know, very comedic actor. Um, So they got a lot of high-paying actors to be in this episode, which they have a lot of famous guest actors, but you wouldn't expect this many in one episode. You mentioned Donna. Now, I know you had a bit to say about her personality type um, and how it interfered or played into the whole family dinner and the chaos of it. Yeah, so basically I've been researching a lot about personality types, specifically the Enneagram. Now, with the Enneagram, everybody has every type inside of them. However, there's always one type that stands out. And I found at least with Donna, that was type 8, which is basically known as the challenger. They're a very powerful, dominating, assertive type. Um, However... A lot of the times they have to be in control of their environment, which you can see that a lot with Donna pushing people away when they offer to help out with the Christmas dinner. However, she gets mad when she wants help from people and nobody's coming. Yeah. And in the episode, um, Donna and uh, Natalie, they conflict a lot. And you said when you noticed the stockings. Yeah, so the stockings that are shown just with the beginning credits a bit, um, you can see Donna's stocking is on the far left, and they don't go in order from oldest to youngest child. Um, they go in a different order of Donna's bond which, with each of her children. So right next to her is Michael. Michael lives with her at that time, Um and she's always there to support him. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side of the mantle, you have Carmi, who she's a little bit distant from, argues with a little bit, 
However, she's supporting him and his dream to be a top chef. And then right next to Carmi, the furthest away from Donna is Natalie, who she seems to have the biggest strain with and lashes out on at the end of the episode. And even in like the frame for the stockings photo, Natalie's stocking is out of focus a bit. Exactly. Compared to the others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so would you say that like this is a part of like type eight out of type eights said they're not and like type two's not really Yeah, so here to go into Natalie's personality type a little bit. Um, Natalie is known as a type two, which, or, sorry, Natalie is most like a type two, which is the helper. So type twos are usually empathetic and sincere, um, very much self-sacrificing, always asking others if they need help. Um, they can also be very sentimental and very people-pleasing. So... With Natalie, she's always trying to get approval from her mom, trying to build up that relationship. However, Donna seems to be pushing it away um, because she wants to be in control of what's happening with dinner, even though Natalie's very much willing to help because of a mistake that Natalie made years ago by accidentally adding sugar instead of salt into the gravy. Hence her nickname. Um, that's why she pushes her away to help with dinner. And then um, another really important relationship in this episode is Carmi and Mikey. Which Carmi is the main character of the bear um, and his older brother Michael. Uh, Carmi seems to be upset with Michael for not letting him work in the family restaurant. And so Carmi goes away to like cooking schools and like tries to get like as you said earlier, tries to get like a five star star at a Michelin restaurant or works at a bunch of Michelin restaurants just to like, kind of like, as like a fuck you to Michael. Yeah, so that's especially his words kind of in his dream in the season one finale, um, where basically, yeah, he left to go on this journey to become the best chef he could to hopefully be able to work at the restaurant one day that his brother Michael runs. Um, It's kind of touched on at the beginning of the episode that after Carmi left to go away for school and to work, um, that Michael never called. And Carmi seems very upset with that, that Michael's trying to push him away. However, Michael does try to show throughout the episode that he loves and cares about Carmi. Um, the main reason why Michael didn't want Carmi to come and work with him uh, was because he wanted Carmi to succeed and not be stuck in what was this rundown restaurant originally. Um, and it's still kind of shown that Carmi loves Michael. He's the youngest sibling and wants to be like his older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and wants to kind of help transform the beef into, obviously, what's now known as the bear. He gets the concept art that's seen in episode one of what he wanted the restaurant to look like to Michael. And obviously, Michael loves it and loves the idea. However, they don't 
work on that until after Michael's passed and Carmi's in charge of the beef. Would you say that, like, for the, sh- the whole show, that Carmi's relationship with Michael is, like, a driving factor? Yeah, I would absolutely say that it is a driving factor. Um, for, like, what Carmi does and, like, how he kind of just keeps going because... What does it say? There was a note that Michael left, left for him? Yeah, there was a note that Michael had left for him basically saying let it rip which is a family saying that they have um but yeah Carmi very much wants to be like Michael it's the reason why he most likely got into the restaurant business yeah their relationship is very important to the entire series in my opinion another bit about uh what happens in the episode is uh Steven's speech yeah played by John Mulaney yeah, you know, surprisingly for a comedian, he plays a pretty like good serious role. Yeah, he does a fantastic speech. So everybody kind of has different reasons for what's known as the seven fishes of dinner, which is an Italian thing where they have to, in my words, but the way I kind of interpreted seven fishes from this episode was in the way that Stephen described of having seven different fishes, making seven different dishes with them. When it comes to Stephen's speech, um, the way he interprets the dishes obviously makes the most sense. Um, However, he also brings up the fact that Berzato is very close to Bear. And the way he describes Bear's obviously... When it comes to the naming of the bear, yeah. uh, the Berzato family is very much known as bears, which the way that Stephen describes this is bears can be very aggressive at times, but also kind. And they've shown that by welcoming Stephen into the family, even though he's only related to Michelle by marriage. And they all assumed he was gay. <laughs> Yes, and they all assumed he was gay. However, he wasn't, which is also mentioned. Um, but bears can also be very sensitive. Yeah. And sometimes that can lead to not being in control of your emotions sometimes, causing people to lash out, their personalities to get a little bit stronger, which can lead to aggression. So I think him mentioning the fact that bears are aggressive and also sensitive kind of help shows that the family dynamic is very intense at times. Yeah. Which is normal for every family, but this was a different kind of intense in the dinner scene. In Stephen's speech, he does mention, and please God give Michael the strength not to throw that fork. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, In which Michael eventually does throw the fork uh, after I think Lee eggs him on again. When it comes to Michael's outburst, it was kind of brewing for a while. And when it comes to aggression, it builds up a lot. So when Lee interrupted his story earlier on in the episode, he kind of got a little mad about it. And he kind of made a jab about that during the dinner, at the beginning of dinner. It's Christmas. You're supposed to be thankful. Yeah. Not mean to people. Um... But that anger in Michael just keeps building up because Lee 
keeps egging him on and keeps interrupting other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, by the end, it may have seemed uh, spontaneous at first that he threw the first fork, but that anger kept building up and caused him to throw more forks, which yeah. ended up getting Lee mad. Um, okay. Uh, to summarize, this episode is about the Brazado family's chaotic family Christmas dinner and how this whole family dinner plays a part into how Carmi runs the bear. See, it's tough for me. I think in general it's to help kind of show how chaotic uh, families can be and also how chaotic Christmases are. I know mine's very chaotic. Stuff does get thrown. However, it's more in a joking manner instead of... Forks. Forks? Yeah, no, it's, it's usually dinner rolls. We call it, we, we call it the uh, annual Walker bun toss. Uh, Walker is uh, my grandmother's last name. So we get together with all of her family. There's a lot of people in the house. It's not a big house. Table's decently large, however, anytime somebody wants to pass a bun, it's usually my great-uncle throwing it at my grandma, or vice versa. And it just starts with all us, well, it just continues with all us kids throwing the buns at everyone. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of mess. It's probably less violent than forks. Oh, it's definitely less violent than forks. Mm. Maybe sometimes it's less violent than fork. <laughs> Depends on how, like, how aggressive the buns are thrown. Fair enough. I mean, we never fight with each other at the dinner table, so that's a little bit better. Okay, cool. Thank you for joining me today, Hayden. Thank you for having me. Join me next time to chase a moving castle with Miranda Giobi and talk about the perfect love story between Howell and Sophie. I've been your host, Lilu. You can find this next episode anywhere you listen to your podcasts. See you next time on Love Six Stories.